Hey guys, good afternoon and welcome to another episode of the Service Without Excuses podcast. We appreciate you being here. We want to thank our sponsors, Sotellus, Sotellus.com forward slash Rob Line. That's R-O-B-L-Y-O-N. They are the Cadillac of review management software. If you know anything about me and you've listened to me a bunch of times, I'm a big fan of review. In fact, I'm writing a book about it called Welcome to the Review Society. And we uh, the really good thing about that program is it really narrows down uh, the feedback your customers give to you every single time and distributes that information um, across the internet so people can find out about you. I can tell you personally in our business, New Jersey's best. We do anywhere. We're getting anywhere between five and, and eight phone calls pretty much every week from just people you know, hearing about us from the review standpoint and deciding to book us and price is less of a concern. So we appreciate them being a sponsor. I want to thank you again for Sotellus, Sotellus.com forward slash Rob Lyon, R-O-B-L-Y-O-N. I have a great guest on tonight. This guest is a little bit different than what you would normally hear, but I thought she would have tremendous value to this because she comes from a very different side of the business world. Now, her background is a financial advisor. She worked as a, in the corporate market dealing with financial end of it. And at some point, she just said, you know what, this isn't for me anymore, and decided to go a little bit of a different path. Obviously, the stresses of being in the financial market is not easy. I have friends that do it. In fact, I have a brother-in-law that's a financial advisor. So he has a lot. But Donna Campbell, welcome, my friend. How are you? Hi, and thank you for having me here today. This is a pleasure. I appreciate it. How's the weather in Montana right now? It's it's a little rainy, but we had 80 degrees over the weekend, so we're in that spring-summer mix, so starting to turn beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, it's about 80, I think it was 82, 83 degrees today. A little bit humid, not too bad on the Jersey Shore. We're not far from the ocean, so the Atlantic Ocean is literally 15 minutes from my door, so it's, it's a pretty nice thing, but Montana is one of the most beautiful states I've ever been in in my life, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have you here, and I'm uh Glad to get into some of the content. One of the things that I wanted to talk about, in particular, I have to listen to some of your uh, material, was the fact that an entrepreneur deals with a ton of stress. Now, I am a business owner. I'll just put myself into this. I can put a variety of friends that I have into this. And if they own a business, maybe their significant other doesn't quite totally understand it. So they're really, they tend to be a lot of times by themselves. They deal with the stress, this anxiety, this ball of not almost depression, but really a ball of just knots uh, that they can't seem to get out of. We've all had it. We still have it. I still have it every single day. Um, and one of the thing reasons I wanted to have you on, because you have a working understanding of how to deal with things completely different than way the way most of us probably would. Uh, please feel free to share. Yes, um, you're absolutely right. Being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, you go through a lot of different challenges because everything, the weight of everything that you do, especially in the service industry, is on you. Even if you have employees, it's still on you. And those things cause a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, a lot of worry, and a lot of anxiety. And if you are have a spouse who's not also in the business owner entrepreneur category, there's not an understanding because they go to their nine to five, for example. But a lot of business owners and stuff also are single. So they really are by themselves without another support person. So then there's even more pressure, more worry, more stress on that particular person. What I have found with what I do today as more of a healer, in the mindset on the subconscious area is that when you own a business, that business by itself doesn't have an energy. It doesn't have a direction until you, the owner, gives it a direction. 
And everything that you are experiencing on the inside of you is what energetically runs your business because it's like an extension of who you are. So if you're in the state of stress, your business will have a state of stress coming back. But if you're in a state of happiness, your business will have a state of happiness as well. You know, I often think when you're ever having a bad day, we've all had them. And then you dwell on the bad day. You're like, this is going wrong. And this is going wrong. This is going wrong. And you have to. I think I learned this from Bob Proctor years and years ago. And he had said at that point, just stop <laughs> and refocus. Because if you continue to focus on the, everything that's going wrong, your whole day is going to fall suit. So um, I can I can verify that we have those certain days. I usually call Mondays because that's what they tend to be. <laughs> Monday can be any day, actually. Um, but you have when something goes wrong and something else goes wrong and something else goes wrong. It could be traffic. It could be um, people, you know, customers being, you know, a little bit irritable about different things. No matter what your best interest is, you're still going to run into these things. But they seem to pour on over and over until you suddenly decide at one point, enough of this. I need to make a change. Yes. Absolutely right. And that's exactly what happened to me. I was a financial advisor and a managing principal of the investment firm. And I was responsible for $500 million of other people's money. So let's talk about stress and pressure for a minute. Mm -hmm. But what that did after that decade of service was my health went down. I wasn't able to digest food for about two years. Oh my God. And when I was beginning healthier, my marriage ended out of infidelity and anger. And then that left me financially devastated being a single parent of two children. Mm. And all of those things happened within five years. So of course, um, I left the financial services industry because all of those things had me in common. So I started looking at and seeing what it was about myself that I needed to change. I didn't like living in a state of anger or a state of stress or pressure because everything in my life suffered from it. So I moved to a spiritual living community. It's called an ashram where I learned how to embody meditation, change my brainwave patterns, because there's science that says if you are in certain brainwave frequencies, then you're going to be in a state of calmness and balance and peace. And, and that's where the virtues are, the kindness and the generosity that we need for service. And that's why I went to the ashram and I studied science and the physics and the math and all of those things that come along with it to understand how our brain really works and how to do what I do today to make those subconscious changes for myself, for other people to align, to take out the stress, to take out the anxiety, to take out the subconscious energy, to put it in alignment with who the business owner really is. So they can gain infinite prosperity 100% of the time. Let's just say, hypothetically, somebody has, we just as we discussed, a bad day. Mm -hmm. And they can't shift their focus. Like they're immediately like dwelling on what's going wrong and, and following that path straight down. I call it the straight down to hell because there's no positive way to do it. And what is something that you can recommend to somebody, you know, that's in a situation where, you know, maybe family problems at home, maybe whatever it happens to be, it could be a variety of reasons why somebody has those types of stresses. What are some of the things, what is something I should say that you can recommend to our listeners that they maybe can shift really quick that will uh -huh. kind of slow that process down, if that makes sense? 
The first step is to realize that you have awareness. Be aware when there is that stress or that downside or the anxiety, the depression. And once you can recognize that, you can make a change. And ask yourself, what is it that you would really rather feel? If you didn't feel depression, what would you rather have? Happiness? If you didn't have anxiety, would you rather have love? Would you rather have kindness? So then once you identify the opposite feeling of what you have, I'm going to teach you a quick breathing technique. Every time we breathe in, we breathe in oxygen, which fills up our body with all the good nutrients that we need. And when we breathe out, we breathe out carbon dioxide, releasing the toxins that our body doesn't want. So if you can set a timer on your phone after you identify what you don't want, the state that you're in with what you do want then set the timer for maybe two minutes, three minutes. It doesn't have to be very long. And when you breathe in, you breathe in happiness. And when you breathe out, you breathe out the stress. And then you just use the same two words for that segment, happiness, stress. And that's going to readjust your mental state of mind. It's going to change your body physiologically. It's going to give you clarity and focus. It's going to release the overwhelmed feeling. And then you can go back to your task or to the situation that you need to go handle in a different frame of mind because you started shifting your brainwave patterns just by breathing for a minute or two. You just said the key word overwhelm. When it really comes down to it, all the things that encompass that, you know, I worked in the disaster restoration industry for many years. And in the disaster restoration industry, what you do is you tend to get very, very good about time management. Why? Because 10 minutes from right now, somebody has an emergency that you have to run to. It's a 24-7 business. So yeah. having some stability in that was key. In fact, one of my key words, people say, what are you looking for out of life? And it's one word. It's called balance and finding a balance between one side and the other side. And having to deal with that overwhelm that just kind of builds up to, like I said, this big knot and having a way to kind of balance that out. And then like anything, you have to work on it, like using a muscle. If you continue to lift your muscle, you're going to continue to build muscle. You continue continue to work out, you'll continue to get in better shape. Well, mentally, I would think it's probably the same thing. The more you exercise and learn about techniques and ways to calm yourself down, to not overthink something, not not grossly overestimate the overwhelm, um, I I would think that could be a, a huge thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And at the first moment you start to feel that, stop yourself and then take those breaths and you will see a direct change. This little exercise is something that I do myself every single day, about every two or three hours, I stop and I do it because my schedule will run back to back to back to back without like a minute or two in between sometimes. And it's like, you just got to take that extra moment. And when you do, and you plan that in there, it keeps you in that balance throughout the whole rest of the day. And you get so much more accomplished than you would have if you didn't take, if you did it like four times a day, 12 minutes, 12 minutes throughout the entire day. It's sort of like nutrients. You know, you take and you take little, you know, it could be whatever it is if you're on a certain you know, not necessarily diet, but, you know, you're eating this, this time of day or this, this time of the day. They're those little nutrients that you need. Well, those nutrients also can be likewise, I guess, applicable to your brain too, as well. I also, I, it's not up right now because it came down, but you wrote a book called Financially Fit. 
And I, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit more about that book. I started looking a little bit more into it. I didn't get honestly that far into it, but you came again from that side of it, from the business side of it, from the financial side of it. And no matter what kind of business you have, at the end of the day, it's a financial business because the business requires you to make an income in order to change it from being a hobby to a business. If something doesn't require and usually takes money, it's considered a hobby. If something makes money and has responsibility and fiscal responsibility, it's a business. Tell us a little bit more about your book. Yes. Um, Financially Fit, I'll tell you what it's not first. It is not how to invest and how to eliminate debt out of your life. We have financial advisors for that and you have your favorite financial gurus. But um, what Financially Fit is, is all the stuff I wish I knew before I ever was a financial advisor. What is the belief, but what is not so much the belief about money, but the energy, the feelings and emotions we had about money? Where did they come from? What did your parents teach you energetically about money and how they felt about money? So when I grew up, money was a secret. We weren't allowed to talk about it. And it was an embarrassment because we didn't have money. And because of that lack mentality, it was supposed to be a conversation between two people that nobody else in the world knew about. Well, it makes it pretty hard to be profitable if you can't even talk about the word money and um, why that was. So I grew up with one impression about money. And that's not how money works in this world, because if I'm not talking about it or sharing about it, how do I know to invite more of it into my life? So then from there, it talks about how happiness is on the inside because it's really our own state of beingness that's going to attract more profitability into your life. I share the self-sabotaging afterthoughts that we have after we manifest and create and say, oh, I want to have this and I want to put this into my business and it doesn't happen. So what are those sabotaging things we do it ourselves to stop it energetically in that subconscious? Three keys to opening up doors of prosperity. What energy do you need to be in? on that um, subconscious side to just magnetically attract what you're asking for. And then we talk about creation and manifesting at the end, you're writing your own affluence story. And then by magic, it just happens. So that's what Financially Fit is all about. I was listening to a guy, I think he was on The Secret. I'm not sure if you, you're you like that movie or not. I actually did. I got a lot out of it, uh, but I understood what it wasn't and I understood what it was. And I, I'd never heard the term, uh, you know, a, a vision board before that, what that yeah. actually meant and what it, what it impacts. So um, when I got it, I had just started my first business and um, my office was literally like a room the size of this little podcast studio I'm, I'm in right now. And I started putting the vision board up and saying, this is where I wanted to be. Brian Tracy taught me goals and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I learned the goals, especially and then I put it on the, on the vision board and would write down different areas of where I need to be. And the sales numbers, I would literally write down the sales numbers. I wanted to be month by month, as crazy mm-hmm. as that is. And I didn't focus on necessarily a big house or all this. I just focused on the actual monetary value of the goals. I wanted to be, they were, t- I wanted to make them tough, but I wanted to make them attainable. Mm-hmm. So I wrote them all down. And looked at this thing, and I kid you not. And also, Brian said, "Take it, write down your goals, put an envelope, and uh-huh. you know, long-term goals, and put it away." I'll be damned, that did not work. It worked very, very well uh, because subconsciously you have this drive in the back of your mind to succeed. We all have a, a drive to to thrive, to to grow, to build. Every human being has the drive to survive. It's just mm-hmm. it's born in us, um, no matter what path of life you came through. Mm-hmm. But everybody has the same 24 hours a day. 
yes. to make something with. And I felt, I really feel that if you plan your day, I mean, obviously they say you plan your day, God laughs. That's fine. But you still should have some type of plan of action to say, I'm going to accomplish this, this, and this, and then take also time for myself. I, like you, was married before and divorced, and I was divorced with business. My wife at the time did not work in the business, but she fortunately caught the seven days a week, the insane schedule, the craziness, and that definitely helped to the downfall of our, and eventually to our divorce because I was just so focused on it. But what I didn't do is focus on the downtime. So I had to get to the point one day, a very wise person once said to me, if you died tomorrow, would it matter? Right. Would it matter to you? that if you were dead tomorrow. And I thought about it, I'm like, no. And that's, that was, that's what actually scared me because all you were doing was working this vicious cycle over and over and over again, trying to get off the, the rabbit wheel, so to speak, or the hamster wheel. And it just is a big circle. And that circle just builds up like we discussed before. Um, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs experience this. Like you said before, many of us, many of many entrepreneurs are single because of all the wear and stress, and we're wired completely different than a person that has a job. <laughs> it's a common wiring issue. There's no question about that. We talked about it. They call, I think they call it entrepreneurial ADD or entrepreneurial uh, bipolar, whatever it is. It is the stresses of both sides tugging away at you and finding that, that inner peace, finding that, that safe place to, to really make those long-term decisions, really focus being able to sit down and calmly, like you said, breathe in and focus. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I really appreciate your information on here today. What are some suggestions you might want to give to some people? And also, I want them to be able to find out a little bit more about you. And, and, and of course, I'll put some links to your website in, in the show notes too as well. But I want them to be able to find out a little bit more because, again, you're a completely different resource than I've had at all on the on the podcast. And I get a lot of people, as you probably do, that message you and say, I think I'll be a good fit for the podcast. And unfortunately, many of them aren't because it just doesn't have a tangible value. When I read your bio, I went, yep, definitely, 100%. Because yeah. you understand, the fi- like I said, the financial and you also understand the emotional side, the side that drives it, everybody that really breaks people down. And you have the ability to build them back up you know, with, with, as you say, breathing in the right oxygen. Right. Um, a little bit about how the whole process would work. Um, oftentimes we want to create and move forward and add to our business. And it might generate a feeling of frustration because whatever you were doing isn't working. So like you were talking about with the secret, they say your thoughts change your reality, uh, change your thoughts, change your beliefs, change your life. We all hear those. It all comes down to the law of magnetism, or excuse me, the law of attraction with that. But in order for that thought, the adding more to the business to come into fruition, you have to have the right type of fuel. So it's just like driving a car. You can drive your car, say today you drive a Toyota. That car needs to go forward. But in order for it to go forward, you have to put in gas. Now, different cars take different types of gas. There's gasoline, there's different grades, there's diesel, there's hybrid, there's electric, there's corn oil, there's Who knows what out there anymore? But if you put the wrong fuel in your car, it's not going to drive. You're not going to go anywhere. So your thought, your, you know, is that car. And in order for your thought to go forward, you got to put in the right fuel. It's a feeling or an emotion that will drive it forward. So if you are trying to create more and have abundance and plenty, but the energy is frustration, that frustration energy in the subconscious 
isn't going to drive to have you get more in plenty and abundance. It's going to stop it. You're not going to go very far. So when you realign that inner balance on that subconscious side and put in the right fuel, your car is going to go much farther. And when you talk about the types of cars that there are, one day, like I said, you could drive your Toyota. Tomorrow, I could drive my Jeep. The next day, I might drive a Lexus. I can change my car, change my thought all day long. But until you align it with the right type of fuel to put in it, it's not going to go very far. And that's that law of magnetism. It's under the law of attraction. So everything in the secret is very, very good. But we want to take it a step further and understand what energy, what emotion or feeling we're putting into that. And if we feel stress, that's your conscious awareness. There's something underneath that stress that's driving it that we need to find to shift and change so that stress can be completely eliminated. So your your subconscious records everything from the moment you're in to the moment you exit this earth. And it's constantly assigning those emotions and feelings into it. The problem is, is we're only aware of that happening 10% of the time. Scientists measured Albert Einstein's brain and that was his awareness. So the other 90%, it's hidden to you and you just don't know that it's there, which is why we don't always get what we ask for. That is incredible. I'm thinking about, you know, say you're having a dream at night and I've tried to be like, you can't remember most of your dream. I think they'd say you go insane if you remember most of what you thought about when you're dreaming, but you're in your, whatever they call that theta state or whatever your, your brain, you, you, I can visually picture like things that are in the dream and how they apply to what's in my life going on. Like being able to tie a string and saying, okay, this applies to this, this applies to this, this applies to this. Mm -hmm. And you start realizing and going, Oh, I'm really thinking about this subconsciously and I'm not consciously obviously thinking about it. I am, I should say, but I'm I'm kind of pulling it all back down to this little hole over here, this little corner over here. But it but at night when you're having a dream or thoughts, you're you're it's coming back out um right. in a different forms. This means this. And I started being able to put some parallels. I'm like, I guess I really do think that way. <laughs> you do. Your subconscious never turns off. Never. So it's going and recording everything, even while you're sleeping. And that theta brainwave is the access point into the subconscious to understand what's going on, which is exactly why your dreams are so important. Might be metaphoric, but it's showing you what's going on in your conscious life from that point of view of the subconscious. Absolutely right. 100%. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Please tell our listeners how they can find out about you the best. I know you're on DonnaCampbell.com and guys... I will put the spelling incorrectly because you probably will spell it incorrectly if you try to guess it off the top of your head. But please um, give them some information about how they can find out more about you and how you can help uh, very frustrated entrepreneurs mm-hmm. really focus and, and and rebuild their brain, essentially restructure their brain to think correctly and not to overthink things. Um, yeah. I like to say over time, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a lot better at dealing with stress now at my age and all the years I've been doing it than I was when I was younger and probably more hotheaded. But <laughs> there's still a better way to do. Go, uh, you finally have to get old to get a little more mellow. Yes, yes. So DonnaCampbell.com on the website is one of the best places you can contact me directly from there through email. But you can also find me on Instagram and direct message me there at Donna Campbell. Or um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. So anytime you direct message me, I will message you back and answer your questions for you. 
And guys, remember it's Donna, D-A-W-N-A, not Donna, D-O-N-N-A. It's D-A-W-N-A yep. Campbell, which is really cool. I have not ever met a Donna that way before. So it's oh, a very well, much a pleasure you. meeting you. And I appreciate the information you've given us. Um, it, it's it's definitely, it's a serious issue. And it's a, especially coming out of everything that's been crazy the last year and a half with COVID and and the stresses of that and people sometimes, you know, having their businesses completely sp- split apart and having every bit of anxiety and frustration and anger and angst and, and just, just the worst feelings in the world because you're, it's out of your control. You can't do much about it. And if you had your brain think maybe a little bit different, you won't be as spent as they call it or shot. Yes. When you're, when you shouldn't be, you should have more energy and revitalized. I would like to take it as, when I go away for a few days, um, it could be to Florida, it could be wherever, you you refocus your way from the business. I shut the phones off. I let it go over to office staff. I let it go to online booking. If it's an emergency, call me. If it's not, it better be an emergency. So, you know, you focus your time so you can think, plan, and, and react rationally. Um, yes. What Don is talking about here in this podcast episode is how to retrain your brain to calmly and rationally have a thought. So thank you so much. Any last words you want to give to us? Oh, you know, um, I'm going to share a mantra with you that I wrote many, many years ago when I left the financial services industry. I went through all of my life transitions because it helped me through all the tough times. And it even helped me this whole last year with, with the pandemic and everything. It is trust and you will see, believe and you will know, have faith, all is well. Follow your heart and spirit will lead you. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing it. Thank you again for being a guest. Again, her information will be in our show notes. We appreciate you very much being here today. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Don't hesitate to reach out to Donna, D-A-W-N-A, Campbell.com. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you.